Today's readings really touch more on what the activity of man should be in response to encountering Christ than the actual reward that comes with Christ. And what really brings that into focus, I think, is that opening prayer. It says, O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that with you as a ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. And that's the great struggle of our life on earth, to use the good things, the good things that God has given us, because everything on this earth is made good, everything. But it's the, the devil and it's our own willpower that uses the good things and turns them into bad. So our, our struggle in life is use the good things in such a way as to hold fast now the things that ever endure. Because the problem is the good things that are on earth are always passing. And when we hold on to them, we pass away with them. And yet when our hearts are in God, when our ultimate hope and our desires are in heaven, when the things of this world pass away, we remain. That's why the joy that comes with the faith is so intrinsic to those who believe because the gift that comes with following Christ is I can lose everything on this earth and I can still have joy and peace because my ultimate heart, my home, my love is in heaven and nothing can take that away. And so Christ's whole life as the Son of God was actually becoming more and more poor even up to the point on Calvary when he lost everything. All of his disciples, all of the fruits of his labor, all of those who believed in him, and he's there mocked and stripped naked and beaten. And in the final moments of his life, he's absolutely free as the son because what they could never take away was his identity in the father. And that's the thing, that's, just, that's the temptation that we have in our life is to so identify ourselves with the things around us that pass away that when those things pass away, I pass away with it. Whether it's our beauty, you know, it's like we are going to grow old. And the beauty that we have in youth, the power that we have in youth, the control we have in youth will begin to go away. Or your money that will ebb and flow. And yet so many people, their identity is so interlinked in their relationships that pass in their successes that come and go, in the external means that they have for uh, provisioning, that when those things pass away, they pass away with it. That's the great temptation in life. And so the man who finds that field with the treasure buried in it, he had to be willing to sell the field first before he got the treasure, which means that he was willing to sacrifice what he had in the present moment in order to get the hope of the kingdom of heaven. And St. John of the Cross, one of the greatest mystics of our church, he said it doesn't matter if a bird is held down by a chain or by a little string, it still will not fly. So it does not matter if what, what I cling to on this earth is something very small or something great a small sin or a great sin, in the end, it's going to keep me from the freedom that we are called to in this life as children of God. 
That's why St. Augustine is so beautiful because he knows that we're defined by our love. What we love most defines our identity because we, we understand ourselves by possessing or by losing that which we most love in our life. That's why we really have to be aware of where's my greatest attachments, what I love most that will also be the temptation for me to attach myself to and not be willing to let go of if I need to, in order to purchase the kingdom of heaven. There's a talk I heard by an exorcist recently, and uh, during these exorcisms that he was performing on this individual, he said that this individual is actually possessed by uh, Satan, by Satan himself. And that happens actually more frequently than we know. It's that Satan is actually the one doing the possessions. And um, at one point, Satan said to him, God is forcing me to tell you my number one means of stealing souls away from him. And what he revealed to the exorcist is the number one, me- the number one means by which he steals souls from God is my making them choose particular goods over the universal good. The greatest temptation of our life is to fall so in love with the particular good, the things that are right in front of us, the things that surround us, the persons that surround us in such a way that we sacrifice our relationship with God. That's why I think so many of the commandments, uh, the struggles come back to the first commandment. It's one that we don't confess too often when we go to confession. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and have no other God before him. There's a reason that it's you shall love, because we are made to love. And if we do not love God first, whatever thing or person in this world that is more important, that we love most, will become our idol in life. And we will define ourselves for good and for bad, by that idol, whether it's a relationship with a spouse, with a boyfriend, girlfriend, with our friends, uh, with even children, you know, your own children or your parents. You guys know how to catch a, a monkey? Talk about this. You never caught a monkey before? Uh, we can try this. We'll, for Saudi house, he's got to have something in the backyard. This is like a jungle back there, so we'll try it later. But what you do, this is actually way how they catch monkeys in the jungle, is you fill up a jar um, with rocks, but then you put like a Snickers bar inside of it. You have to open it up out of the wrapper. And you put it inside the rocks there. And so the monkey will come out of the jungle once he smells that chocolate, and he'll put his hand into the jar, and he'll grab the Snickers. But now he's made a fist around the Snickers bar, and that bar and that um, bottle has all those, uh, the jar has all those rocks in it, so it's heavy. So he'll try to grab it out, but he can't do it. And then right then, all the scientists will just walk out from the bushes, not running, not having to be, uh, you know, trying to trap him or anything like that. They just walk towards him. And the monkey doesn't know that all he has to do is let go of the Snickers, and he can get his hand out. He just holds on to the the candy bar because he wants it so bad and he doesn't know how to let go of the particular good to save the good of his entire life. And they just walk up there, they grab the monkey and they have a pet monkey after that. 
You know? And that's, that's what the devil does with us. You know? He gives us really nice things in front of us that are good, that we do love, but we are unwilling to let go of them in order that we can be free in Christ. And I think that's, that's really what the life of Jesus Christ shows us, is he never allowed himself to become so identified with anyone or anything on earth that would separate him from his father and the father's goal, mission for his life. And it was because he refused to be identified by anything else but the father that ultimately led to his rejection. And the same thing can happen to us. It's when we choose to follow Christ, to follow his word above everything else, we experience rejection. And we can experience the loss of the things of this world. The primary reason, one reason I want us to have a very strong community at St. Paul's is because how essential community is to us as human beings. And it's very hard to follow Jesus Christ alone. But the number one way that college students lose their faith when they go to college, if their friends do not go to church, we're all accumulation of our five closest friends. And if we're surrounded by people who do not live a godly life and who do not go to church on Sundays, it is only a matter of maybe a few months before all that habit is gone and will no longer be coming. And yet, so often I have to find students who come to Mass and they come alone because they have to sacrifice the field, all the good that they have in the college in order to possess Christ here. But what comes with that is new community and new foundation. What I would invite us all in this Mass to reflect on, is there anything in my life that is keeping me from receiving Jesus Christ? Is there anything, and this is something that we can all feel in our hearts at different times, it changes. Is there any relationship any individual, any goals for my life that are more important than the kingdom of heaven. And the way that we can really see that for sure, is there anything that's keeping me from receiving communion? That's where it really hits the road. Is there anything that I, because we can always be forgiven of our sins. All you have to do is go to confession, repent and say, I do not want this in my life. Then we're free to receive Holy Communion. But people are, are kept away from the body of Christ here because they're holding on to a transient good in the world that they're afraid to let go of. And that sometimes keeps us afraid to go to confession too. So I invite you, invite the Lord into that. You say, I want to love you more than everything else in this world. And I can't do that on my own. God asks us to do what is impossible. We cannot see God. Yet we can see one another. We can't hear God's affirming voice and His loving touch all the time. But we can feel that from one another. And so it takes walking by faith and not by sight to experience that. So ask the Lord, give me the grace to truly love you above all things, above all persons in this life, that I'm willing to sacrifice anything and everything in order to be with you. May we use the good things that pass away in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that endure forever.